0: It's the Seth Williams Show with Mike Cicelka, and here's your host, Seth Williams and Mike Cicelka!
1: Welcome to another Monday night.
2: Hey, hey, hey.
1: Uh, we are live once again. Yes, it is a holiday, and yet we still come to work. How do you like that? I like it. You know why? Because I don't have another job, and this is all I got. And I wouldn't really call it a job, because when you have a job, you make money. But yep, you usually get a paycheck. I'm, uh, I'm uh, happy to be here. I'm excited. Uh, happy to just be breathing at this point. So uh, Very happy. It's a
2: Monday night, and it's President's Day. Yes, indeed. We do have I can't a message. We're in the middle of uh, February already. I can't believe we're six weeks into the, Yeah. But we we
1: do have a, a message from somebody here, but we, we got sent this. And so I think that, you know, we should play it, right? Since it is President's Day.
3: I didn't do this, but
1: yeah. it was sent to us.
2: We're gay. I'm gay.
3: We interrupt your program for a message from the President of the United States. This is this is Joe, the President Joe Joseph Biden. I just want to say, Happy President's Day. Because with 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 the President with and then and then and then and then put a flag up. That's today. Now, folks, I know what you're thinking. Come on, Joe, what are you talking about? President's Day is, is a day is a day with when when we get with the get day off. And I know, you get the day off, but I'm working. I'm working all the time. I'm working at taxpayers. I'm working, working to try to get as much that as, as I can out of with the taxes. And that's with, with President's Day. And so, when next time, when, when you're when you're looking in the mirror, hey, and, 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 and you and you, come on, come on, come on, folks. Happy Fourth of July.
0: The President is the best communicator that we have in the White House. The best way to get something done
3: if you it holds
2: near and dear to you that you. Uh, Um, Like to be able to, anyway.
1: He is the president, so indeed.
2: President's Day. Happy President's Day.
1: President's Day.
2: Well, for all the you know foibles and flaws and imperfections and stuff like that, it was pretty ballsy to show up in key. And the thing, and, and, I,
1: and neglect the fact that you know East Palestine in Ohio had a train derailment where people are getting sick and all kind of stuff is going on, and I, didn't want FEMA going out and didn't do this, didn't do that, until Donald Trump announces that he was going to make a visit on Wednesday, then all of a sudden FEMA says, "Yeah, we're going to go, we're going to go take care of people."
2: Okay, I take a little bit of umbrage at the timeline there, given the fact that it was Governor Dewine himself at his press conference was asked what happened. And his response was, well, the president called me right away and said, if there's anything I could, and then I never called him back, but let's leave that aside. I'm concentrating on the fact today that, uh, it was pretty brave, pretty ballsy. Um, it's a good day to be an American because kind of put Putin in his place. And, uh, all I can say is if the United States intelligence community can pull off that, get him in and out of the country, nobody knew and all of is that. He, wait
1: way. a second. That's not true. They announced to, they told Putin and
2: four hours before he got there and said, we're I mean, showing they, up you know, you know, with us alone. But but my point was, is I'm not they, talking
1: politics today.
2: No, I me mean neither. Well, it's president's day and we started off with a little goofy videotape. But yeah, all no. I can say is if the intelligence committee can get him in and out of the Ukraine safely and secretly then maybe they know what they're doing as far as the balloons go and give it a rest
1: um i think zelensky has made it through all this pretty uh unscathed himself so i think that if russia was that smart they probably would have gotten him already but anyways we're talking baseball today amen first pitch because the guardians are back in action uh we have Pitchers and catchers have reported, right? And I guess the yeah. first game is on Saturday.
2: First full squad's tomorrow, isn't it?
1: Um, I thought the first game was Saturday.
2: It is, but I think the only, you know, yeah. like they only like five yeah. or You're six right. full squad.
1: Um, so I'm excited about that. We're going to talk to Peter Nabb in just a little bit. Peter is a young man um, who I've known for quite some time since being on the Triv Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played sled hockey. He's in a wheelchair. He's a good guy. And last year, he made it to a ton. Of the Guardians games and this year he intends on getting to all 162 games uh, so hopefully we will talk to Peter about 530 about that and how he's going to accomplish that I know the Guardians have been very um, helpful to him in the past I know he's had some issues in the past that we'll get into with him uh, as far as scheduling and as far as hotels, some I, I think the guy had a lawsuit, so we'll talk about that in a little while. But I actually went to a couple of his sled hockey events that he had. Uh, he played on a sled hockey team where uh, people that uh, are I don't know how to say it, I'm handicapped now, so I can say handicapped. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> get into like little sleds and skate around on the ice because, and that's the way that they do it. And it's a great thing, it was a great time to be there. I loved going to that with Peter and uh, looking forward to talking to
2: him later Wednesday yeah, not having on last time. I'm curious to see, you know, I don't know if the team's got accommodations or yeah, we'll what. see what happens <clears throat> when you first brought up that this would be you know, the first hour of the show talk Indians and stuff like that. I went and started my re- show research by uh, what the odds are for the uh, Guardians repeating as division champions. And they still give the edge to the Guardians. They think it's going to be a little closer, but they still predict uh, Cleveland, Chicago, Detroit in that order. And the biggest reason is because of the depth of the Guardians bench. Yeah. There are a lot of up-and-coming players that are in the top 100 of the prospects in all of baseball, and they've said given credit to the farm system and the way we develop pitchers. And that it should yeah. be an interesting year.
1: Now, Wednesday, we're supposed to talk to Curtis Danberg from the Guardians.
2: Um, live from Arizona. So hopefully
1: we'll get him on and talk a little bit more in depth about the Guardians and see what goes on. I was hoping to have him tonight, but I guess a lot of the management and everybody was traveling today. Um, so last time I texted him with him, he was in Arizona. Oh, no, he was in Denver waiting to go to Arizona. And so the timing wasn't really uh, going to work out today. But Wednesday, we should have him on to talk more about what's going on, what's going to happen this season, how the players are looking, how everything's going out in Arizona. Um, now, you were talking about the prospects. I was reading some stuff today that two of their main prospects are actually kind of hurt right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the pitchers and an outfielder, I think.
2: The uh, pitcher's name is Daniel uh, Espino. And he's supposed to miss eight weeks because of a shoulder tear. And he's our number one prospect, and he's the number 16 prospect in all of baseball.
1: But I did Um, read that he wasn't expected to really see maybe a whole lot of time up here this year. Right. Because I think he's still in double-A.
2: And Um, they figured double-A, triple-A, and he'd get as much experience and, you know, use.
1: But, you know, we know how, you know, the season goes.
2: And... We still got that problem in the four and five starters between Pleszak and Savali. And the article that I said talked about the depth of the bench was if Cleveland can't figure out starter four or five, or those guys don't turn out to be as good as they have been in years past, that he's waiting in the wings with a couple other pitchers, Gavin Williams and uh, Tammy uh, Bibby.
1: And I think there was an outfielder, I think, that just had foot surgery that they were talking about.
2: That one bothers me a little bit because he was our number one draft choice last year. And uh, he's going to miss four to five months with the foot injury. And the other thing I didn't like about it is it's a second year in a row he's injured the same foot.
1: Yeah, that's not good.
2: Yeah. Um, We're taking your calls,
1: your comments. I'll put the link up. You can join the show if you'd like. And um, but again, leave your comments. We'll read them. Uh, apparently, we're still, um, I guess,
2: banned or whatever on, on Facebook. Yeah, it's that's Facebook's loss.
1: DJ. Yeah, but uh, it's our loss, too.
2: I'm not saying yep. it doesn't hurt, et cetera, et cetera. But those of you that have found us are here. Just continue to like us. Just continue to share. Just continue your support and the ideas we get and all of that stuff. Hats off to that. I I will agree with that. Tito was manager of the year last year.
1: And he's fantastic. And I think what they say, they has an open-ended contract here. (laughs) Stay as long as you want. You know, when you're done, you want to move on, move on. But that's an open-ended thing, and I think that's fantastic. Now, I know uh, a couple of people that said they, they want him gone, which I think is the craziest thing ever. Yeah. I mean, how would you want that guy gone?
2: I don't get that at all. But I do have a question on the flip side of that. This is what I'm secretly worried about, Seth. Is Sandy Alomar waiting in the wings because he'd like to be the Indians manager? And will he stay on a year-to-year-to-year basis, not knowing if this open-ended contract means another 10 years? I mean,
1: I hope he does.
2: You know, I'd like to have him too. And I think he'd be a great manager to replace Tito.
1: And you know, would, would he have been gone already if he was uh, you know, that wanted across the majors? I don't know.
2: I think you he's know, got a, out
1: there offering a lot of money to be a manager. I can't imagine he wouldn't have ta- taken it by now.
2: I think he's here because he wants to be, and that doesn't happen enough so. in our town. So I'm glad for that. It, does,
1: it sure as hell doesn't happen enough in our town. No kidding. Uh, I know it's kind of off-topic when we're talking about people that didn't stay in town. LeBron James, did you see that NBA All-Star game last night? No,
2: not at all. I know you're a basketball fan. but I'm a great basketball fan, but what they do on All-Star night is as bad as the Pro Bowl is to football.
1: uh, Forget about the game, because that game was horrific to watch. I mean, they don't play any defense. I mean, there's people just literally walking around, walking to the hoop, and it was stupid and boring. Uh, LeBron hurt his hand, I guess, when he hit the rim. The worst part about it was the halftime show. You want to talk about a ridiculous halftime show? Rihanna was forget about the greatest halftime show you've ever seen compared <laughs> to what they put on that NBA thing. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. Something but whatever. Yeah. He is the fourth highest Nigerian musician in Ni- Nigeria, I believe. But okay. he's worth like something like twenty million US dollars. <clears throat> So, I mean, he's got something going for him, but it was, I can't, why can't I remember that guy's name? I don't, Oh, here it is. Burna Boy. Burna Boy is the name of this guy. Okay. Uh, his real name is and Nbunu, Iowa, Ogulu Ogulu Uh, better known as Burna Boy, Nigerian singer, songwriter, and record producer. And I've never heard anything that, oh, somebody said something. Yeah, he said this back. Cool. Um, I, I've never heard anything more ridiculous in my entire life. You couldn't understand a word the guy was saying, and maybe on purpose, but it, it was the most awful display of a halftime show that you've ever seen in your life. And I could care less. I, I know that I'm getting older. I'm in my mid-40s. Um but that was stupid. And if we're not going to play at least somewhat to your audience, I, I'm kind of getting tired of these halftime shows not playing to the people that are actually buying the tickets. And I think that the majority of the people buying the tickets would like to go see something that they've heard of.
2: Am I wrong? I, I'm even more of a curmudgeon when it comes to music than you are because I, I'll take you, I'll give you an example. Last year, year and a half ago, when this whole George Floyd thing went down and there were protests all over the country, some reporter and some local station that was a news feed that they were playing the clip, she got all emotional and said, and there's many, many, many people feel that this is just like the 60s. And at that moment, I felt like my dad because... I spit out whatever I was drinking. I looked at the TV set and said, bullshit, we had much better music. And as soon as I finished saying that, it was like, oh my God, I'm turning into my dad. The same dad that used to open up the door to the basement when I was playing the Beatles and yell, turn that shit down. Okay, well, like I, I'm I, doing it too.
1: But I i would say that I'm like that, but I, I don't think that I am. I mean, I like a lot of different styles of music. Yeah, you know you know, Trigger and I used to talk about it all the time. Anything from an Eminem or whatever to, to classic rock to new rock. I mean, I like a lot of different things. You know, even some of the crap my daughter listens to, I mean, yeah. it's okay. I mean, BTS, I've never I never heard of BTS before my daughter got into them. and all of a sudden, some of their songs are kind of catchy. Uh, but the All Star Game halftime show was the best of Burna Boy, Thames, T E M S, and Rema or Rema. And I have no idea who these people were, and it was ridiculous.
2: I, I don't know. Um, I didn't hear a single word of coverage. You know, Rihanna got uh, coverage. You know why? Because the halftime show gets coverage. I didn't hear a word about the NBA halftime show till you brought it up.
1: I didn't even know there was a game last night, like Gunner says. I didn't even know there was a game. Other than the fact that I looked to see one – I was going to a restaurant. I wanted to pick up some food. I wanted to see if there was a game because I knew it was going to be busy if there was a game. Right. And I knew, saw that they were off for like a week. So I realized it was the all-star break, but I was only flipping through channels last night or the guide. And all of a sudden I saw there was an NBA all-star game. It was on TNT. I never look at TNT for anything. I mean, last night I ended up watching American Idol. We'll talk about reality TV probably later tonight, but I, uh, I got stuck watching American Idol because the all-star game was a joke, but I didn't even know there was anything on. None of the major networks had it like the, you know, NBC, ABC, Fox, whatever. It was on TNT and it was, it was horrible. It was just really, really bad.
2: I did catch one interesting statistic about last night, and you might actually like this last night by scoring 40 points, And having 10 assists, Donovan Mitchell became the highest scoring Cavalier player in All Star history, replacing the guy who sat out the second half. Oh, really? Yeah. So the all time leading Cavalier scorer in an All Star game is none other than Donovan Mitchell. I'm really trying to get. He comes back and. Everybody in the locker room pats them on the back and then they all as a team look at each other and say, let's go teach the rest of the league what we can do.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm trying really hard to get into basketball. I really am. Yeah, Um, because I think the Cavaliers are actually a fun team to watch. So I'm going to keep trying, but they're not doing anything to keep people like me, the average casual basketball fan involved or watching the game because it is really, really tough to watch. And As I hate Chris to says, say, song, Tito, go leave, please. We fans won a World Series. He obviously ain't the one to take us there.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, he took Boston to two. So you're right. He can't handle a pitching staff, and he's not a good manager.
1: <laughs> we would be better off with Tito Jackson than Franco at this point. Mm. Come on, man. Chris, I love you. but that. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. No. I can't think of a better management we've had. I mean, Hargrove, I like
2: Hargrove. Yeah, I thought Hargrove was cool too. But like I said, the guy just won the you know Major League Manager of the Year, and that includes all the writers in Chicago, L.A., and New York.
1: And I'm certainly not going to talk bad about the Dolans or anything like that, um, but I think for the size market that we have, I think Francona is the
2: perfect manager Can actually get these kids to play. And he keeps doing it year in, year out. If we don't have a sophomore slump from the guys that really showed off some stuff last year, Quan Gonzalez, if Ramirez hits and a couple of the pickups that we have actually showed, they said the guardians offense might actually be scary. Man, we'll see. I'm, that's what I'm, I'm hoping for.
1: Uh, Sandy says, I totally missed American Idol. Of course, I was all about the Daytona 500. Look, I've been to the Daytona 500 and i think it's a great event and i loved being there um i probably couldn't walk that track now like i did back in the day well especially with the one leg uh but i love the daytona 500 i think it's fun exciting last night's race sucked sandy did you watch it mike
2: no was it trucks
1: no the daytona 500
2: the super bowl of nascar man i thought oh that's right it was in february too okay no um it,
1: it, the way that it ended was ridiculous And Sandy you have to admit that it, it it had this whole Overtime thing because crashes kept Happening and then another crash Happened during overtime and they just called it At you know Where the drivers were when the crash happened They didn't even have to cross the finish it was Stupid it was it was a ridiculous ending Just keep going until they finish The last three laps I Thought it was terrible I thought it was terrible the way that they Ended that thing and they, they really need to do a better job NASCAR, let it go all
2: night if that's what it takes until there's like three cars left on the track. Did NASCAR do the that right way? The, did NASCAR do that because of the TV contract? Were they? I don't know why that they did?
1: No, because they were already late. They already turned <clears> the lights <throat> on at the track, but they probably did it because. Well, I don't know why they did it.
2: Let <laughs> me ask you this. Access, But it was stupid. Let me ask you this: What network was the race on?
1: Uh Fox. Oh, okay.
2: At least that's still on a major.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, no. NASCAR does a good
2: job. I like,
1: you know, people make fun of NASCAR, but I actually enjoy that. That's actually a fun sport to, to watch. Those drivers do amazing things with a race car. When I was reading that, they actually sometimes, think, of course, you can't go to the bathroom in the middle of the race. So they have to, like, you know, pee their yeah. pants and stuff while they're driving. We got a lot of messages here. Um, Natalie does not agree with Chris and Francona. Scott does agree with. Sandy about NASCAR Mayor Bill baseball and beer. One race. NHRA is the best, maybe. Uh, I agree with you, Seth. Race till it ends. And the ending did suck. Going to last car standing. Amen. Yeah. I mean, I well, I hate to say that I like crashes. You know Travis Pastrana? You ever heard the name?
2: I've heard the name.
1: He's a, yeah. It was a motocross bike stunt guy, okay all that kind of stuff. And now he was actually in the NASCAR race yesterday, but um when he was younger, he was going to be doing throwing out the first pitch or whatever at uh, Progressive Field. And I was interviewing him on a Sunday morning. I was down at the field, and he was there, and he came over to the, our little broadcast tent, and I was like, hey, Travis, how you doing? I was a big fan. And I thought the guy was pretty amazing. But I looked at him and I said, dude, you don't understand that people like me love when you guys get into wrecks and crashes. And, you know, it's kind of cool when you guys don't do it right sometimes. And he got so mad and so offended. He's like, you realize we could die doing something like that? Well, that you chose to do it. Yeah. I didn't make you get on a bike and try to do flips in the air. But I like sometimes when you miss.
2: Well, statistically, it's been said that, you know, a a huge portion of people that watch are, you know, don't mind or like the fact that there's. Yeah, that that's part of the element of, you know, the danger and all of that other stuff. But, you know, that's why I kind of like like,
1: when NASCAR crashes.
2: Yeah. How many times you've been stuck on the freeway? in traffic and when you get up you realize that the reason why everybody stopped is an accident on the other side and everybody's just slowing down to look we all do that
3: uh,
1: natalie wants to know what this overtime thing is
2: what was well, that I... movie with the uh ford versus ferrari
3: i don't know i didn't watch it
2: you didn't see that movie that is a really the... good movie when the whole struggle between ferrari and Le Mans and what happened between Ford when they decided to really have a race. That was a damn good movie.
1: Um, Chris, what do you think about
3: Stefanik?
2: He doesn't know a thing about pitching. What? He doesn't know anything about managing a pitching staff. So I think Frank Kona is better than Stefanic. Um,
1: They do that to have an ending. Otherwise, the race would finish under yellow. No, they could have finished the race last night, not under yellow. The crash happened. You stop it again, and then you put all the cars back on the track, and you finish with, again, the the green-white checker. I I don't know why you you finish. It was under yellow when they stopped it. They stopped it as soon as it went yellow. I'm going to see you guys back. Thanks. So... All right, we got Peter Nab coming up a little bit. He's going to try to get to all 162 games for the Guardians. We'll see. Starting 2016, mom. So Scott is talking to his mom on the message line.
2: Okay. <laughs> and what started in 2016? 2016.
1: I think the overtime rule is what you know she was talking oh, about. How the, oh, yeah. the overtime rule went. Okay. And so I think what happened was that, you know, they don't want to finish it under yellow, like Fan was saying. So when it happens, if it was like two laps left or whatever, they'll stop it with the yellow, they'll drive around and then uh do a green white checker, three more laps to see who wins. But every time they tried to do that, there was another wreck. And so they ended up stopping it. Whoever was in the lead at the time it went yellow ended up winning. I think got- Stanhouse or whatever. The guy actually went to Waffle House last night. <laughs> after he won, there's a TikTok video of that where he they pulled a Trevor Lawrence and went to a Waffle House and he took the uh, he took the the trophy there, which is pretty amazing. He took the Daytona 500 trophy to the Waffle House and nobody knew who he was, but it was kind of fun. Wow.
2: I got one last quick Indians fact or Guardians fact Guardians. before we then come back. Let's see if we can get us back on track.
1: All right.
2: Uh, Richie Palacios, who's uh, Guardians prospect and his brother, Josh, I don't know what farm system he's with, but they are both going to play for their home country, the Netherlands in the upcoming world baseball Congress championships. So it's not the Kelsey brothers, but it's two brothers from Cleveland get to play on the same team in the world um, baseball championship. And that's, that's my uh, point of interest before we break.
1: Danica's old boyfriend, Danica Patrick. I was watching a video the other day. They were announcing they had all the old videos of all the people saying, drivers, start your engines. Yeah. And it used to be gentlemen, start your engines. Then of course they had Danica Patrick join the crowd. And I have nothing against women. She sucked as a driver. Um, but then they started changing drivers to, or gentlemen, start your engines and Danica. Then it was, Gentlemen and woman, start your engines. <laughs> then it was just drivers, start your engines. See, that's what happens. That's why we need just all male and all female stuff. Quit confusing everything.
2: You know what? Now, from now on, they should just have somebody walk up to the microphone, stand there and wait and wait and wait like track stars because you don't know when the gun's going to go off. And the guy should yell, go! <laughs> that would be helpful. That would be and great. then just let him go from there.
1: All right, we'll take a quick break um, and then hopefully have Peter and Ab in just a couple of minutes to talk about going to all 162 games. But again, it is President's Day, right? Yes, indeed. I mean, so I, I would feel bad if we didn't, didn't acknowledge, acknowledge our, our president.
3: From the President of the United States. This is this is a Joe, the, President Joe Joseph Biden. I just want to say happy President's Day. Cause when with, with 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 the president with, with with and then and then and then put a flag up. That's today. Now, folks, I know what you're thinking. Come on, Joe. What are you talking about? President's Day is, is a day is a day with when when we get with the get the day off. And I know you get the day off, but I'm working. I'm I'm working all the time. I'm working at taxpayers. I'm working working to try to get as much that I can out with the taxes. And that's with the president's day. And so when next time, when would you would you're looking in the mirror and and you did and you get come on come on come on folks. Happy Fourth of July.
0: The president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. The
2: best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh um, like to be able to anyway.
1: Hey, it's Seth from Mario's Barbershop in Parma, 7526 Broadview Road in the Pleasant Valley Shopping Center right next to Big Lots. You got to check out Mario, man. Great guy, does a lot for charities, but can perform miracles with hair. He even made me look clean cut. Does my hair, does a great job, love talking to the guy while I'm sitting there. It's a great place to go local business you got to go to Mario's Barbershop in Parma. Mario's Barbershop in Parma, 7526 Broadview Road. Again, in Parma, Pleasant Valley Shopping Center, right next to Big Lots. Or give them a call, 216-520-1977. That's 216-520-1977, Mario's Barbershop in Parma.
0: Trust Joe's Lakewood Computer at 14035 Madison in Lakewood. They have over 30 years of professional service handling laptop and desktop repair services, virus removal, and data migration, and much more. You can trust them with hardware updates to your computer's memory and hard drive. Call 216-651-3880. Whether you need a simple Windows install or you're interested in the latest computers for gaming, Call Joe's Lakewood Computer at 216-651-3880.
2: This is Tim Elkhorn, Radio Voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers, for attorney Will Spiegelberg. Will Spiegelberg is not only a name you know, he's someone you can trust as your attorney no matter the circumstance. Will Spiegelberg is an attorney you can always count on. Will Spiegelberg is the attorney you should contact for all your legal work. When you need an attorney, call Will Spiegelberg at 216-233-4240. Attorney Will Spiegelberg, a great teammate. 216-233-4240
1: and welcome back we are live once again um, Seth Williams Show with Mike Chisoka Monday night, happy President's Day I know a lot of people had off but majority of people don't I mean, uh, alright, quick story Mike, you might Go ahead. entertaining I was uh, talking to one of the youth of America today Uh, 16 years old, no names, I'm not going to say who it was, but I was talking to a child and um, told me that one of her friends didn't have school today or did have school today. I said, well, that's kind of weird. And she told me that this friend happened to live in Mexico. Well, that would be the reason why. And then she said, well, is President's Day just a... American holiday? And I yeah. sat there and said, Well, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, <I> mean, <laughs> they have an El Presidente, I guess, right? But and I, I think, yeah, uh, President's
2: Day is mainly an American holiday. Yeah, they combined uh, Washington's Day and, and Lincoln into President's Day when they did all that Monday holiday shifting around 30, 40 years ago.
1: Uh, we have Peter and Ab on the line. We'll get to him in just a second. I want to get to some of these messages first. Uh, that might be fun. A full female race. That would be great. Yep. If they drive anything like my wife, forget about it. Be no cars left on the track by lap 10. Uh, at least she's still in her prime, Danica. Yeah, well, yeah. Don Lemon will be having Monday. I think he had today off. It's nice that they gave him a holiday off. Uh, for what he said about women being in their prime. Did you hear that? Sorry. Oh, yeah, that was... Uh, that Nikki Haley's was not real. in her prime.
2: <clears throat> Listen, they made, they made that big move to modernize that show, and I'd take, uh, I'd take really John Berman and Brianna Keeler back in a minute.
1: It is a really, really bad show. Uh, President Carter's in hospice at his home. Family and doctors have agreed with him, that he will not have any more medical treatment. He is 98 years old, yes. Um, very nice guy. Yeah, I don't think a great president, but the, uh, a very nice man, and I feel bad. And 98 years, so that's a long time. That's a healthy, long life to be living, 98 years old.
2: I have uh, another interesting uh, trivia fact. Um, Jimmy Carter's, uh, in recent uh, times, the only president elected that was not a member of uh, the Illuminati or the uh, Council on Foreign Relations. He didn't belong to to either of those. I uh, actually have a video
1: that we're not going to play tonight, but it's a a video of Rihanna apparently flashing the Illuminati sign, the Illuminati symbol during the halftime show.
2: There was that a couple weeks ago about a lot of that going on. Supposedly a lot of that stuff was going on when they were voting for House uh, uh, Speaker of the House, too.
1: This video that I have shows some very dark sides to the Uh, halftime show. So we will have that at some point. That's tonight. It's a holiday.
2: And in the spirit of fairness, I mean, with the uh, Biden stuff too, uh, next Monday will be a week after President's Day, but I will be reading some actual text messages between Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, Tucker Carlson, and Rupert Murdoch. I'll be sharing some of the stuff they actually wrote to each other before they went on and said that the election was rigged.
1: I'm sure they came from CNN. Um,
2: Now we have a Peter Knapp
1: joining us cuz I believe what they say. I'm not in my prime though, so I wouldn't know if it was true or not. Uh, Peter Knapp, how are you Peter?
4: I'm doing good. How are you Seth?
1: Um fantastic,
4: fantastic. Hey right. Pete, good to see you. Good to see you. you too. Yeah, um it's you know, I heard you guys uh, talking about the All-Star game and LeBron earlier and yeah. and that made me that made me that made me think of a joke. I think I'm the only one who I think I'm the only one who travels more than LeBron does. I think <laughs> but, so. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but but yeah, I appreciate you having me on because uh, spring training's uh, right around the corner. I'm at uh, spring training has, you know, started. The games start on Saturday, and I'm actually going to be heading to spring training a week from today. So I'll be in Goodyear for a little bit uh, before before I start my big journey, uh, my attempt at 162. So I'm looking forward to it.
1: So let's talk about last year. Last year, how many games did you make it to?
4: Uh, 129, one, 129 wow. last year. Yep. That's <laughs> yeah,
1: pretty that was, unbelievable,
4: man. Yeah, know. that was, uh, that was, that was certainly a blast. It was a challenge, uh, to say the least. I mean, uh, but it was, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, my favorite, I've been asked before what my favorite memory from that season is. And I'd have to say, uh, from last year, that that 10 day road trip that we had in the middle of June to Denver, okay. Los Angeles and Minneapolis, I was on the ten-day road trip. That was my first ever ten-day trip, and that was an incredible trip. We went seven and two on that trip, and um, and and it propelled us into first place. And we never re- and we never looked back from that point on. So that was incredible. And really, it was an incredible season all around. Um, from from not only attending 129, but also getting to throw out the first pitch for game one of the uh game 1 against the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. And, and then going to New York for um uh games 1 and 2 of the ALDS. So that was that was a blast and I'm looking to top it this year cuz um cuz you know I attended 129 but that means but that means I missed uh you know I didn't miss all that many but uh, but I missed some so now I'm trying to top it off and and hit the ultimate goal of 162.
0: Yep.
1: Now you had, um, it was last year, right? So you had an issue was, or the year before they had an issue with one of the, uh, it was last year. they had an issue with one of the hotels, right?
4: Yes. I, um, I, I booked a. Uh, I think, um, I think the incident you're referring to, cause unfortunately it happened a couple of times, but I think oh. they, I think the incident you're referring to is, uh, when I was in, uh, Baltimore in June, I booked, um, I booked a, uh, I booked a motel six, you know, in, in Baltimore, because, you know, because in order to do all this, you know, I try to keep costs as low as possible, you know, because for me, it's just about attending as many as possible. I'm not trying to do it. You know, I'm not trying to be flashy about it or anything. So I booked them. I booked a motel six and I, I called them twice ahead of time to tell them that I would need a ground floor room because, it, you know, because it's one of those hotels where, you know, one of those motels where all the rooms enter from the outside you know right. and and there's no and i knew i knew going in that there was no elevator but i so i knew it was one of those properties with no elevator but of course that's not a problem as long as you give me a room on the first floor right seems pretty right. seems pretty logical <clears throat> and and so and so i called them twice ahead of time to confirm and i said sure no problem no problem we'll have a, gr- a ground floor room for you and, um, and I get there and, and they say, sorry, we don't have any ground floor rooms. And I said, you know, well, I called you twice, you know, I called you twice to confirm this. And I said, would you mind um, maybe asking one of the, you know, <laughs> asking one of the people, uh, you know, that are on the first floor, maybe to move to the second floor? Because I got there at like five o'clock. You know, I didn't get there in the middle of the night. I got there at like five o'clock. So I said, would you mind asking someone if they would be willing to move and they they said no 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 we're not going to do that sorry we don't have a room for you so um so i basically so i went to the game that night without i went to that i went to the game that night in baltimore without without a hotel room in baltimore (laughs) and um and during the seventh inning of the game I was on my phone and I, I booked I booked a hotel room last minute, which was insanely expensive, and I wasn't planning on that, but I had no other choice because I was already in Baltimore. So yeah, so and you that, didn't screw
3: the
1: hell out of the, the hotel. I, I I that's where I would have been. I would have been oh, yeah. forget about getting another room. I'd have been at the courthouse waiting for an open <clears> door. I I know I
4: I I thought about I thought about doing I thought about doing that, but but see but see the the thing is the the thing with the thing with the amount of tra- with the amount of traveling that I do um you know is you know the 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 major league baseball schedule you know just keeps moving you got to keep moving on right so you know cuz it's one game after the other after the other after the other so i was i was just i was just you know concerned concerned about making it to the, you know m- making it making it to the next game which is one thing that makes it tough about the the baseball schedule is there's really no time to, you know, kind of deal with, with all that. I just kind of have to move on, you know, move on to the next day, you know, um, you know, much like the team, I just kind of have to move on to the next day, so you know? This, and, uh,
1: this past year was very cool though. You got to meet like a lot of people, right? You got to hang out with Hamilton, Tom Hamilton, and all those kind of people, right?
4: Yeah. I, I got, well, actually, um, my, my, um, my my relationship with Tom Hamilton actually goes back um, almost ten years at this point. I actually met him in in high school. But what happened what happened earlier this year actually was I got to um, I actually got to go down to the field. I got to hang out with I got to hang out with uh, Tito. I got to hang out with uh, uh, Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff. I got to take pictures with uh, Jose. I don't know if you have any of those pictures that I sent you, Seth but uh, I don't know if you can put them up or no, not, know, but... but, but the, but the, um, but, but yeah, I had, I had a, I had a fantastic uh, time just kind of hanging out with, with, with those guys and, uh, and they were, and they were fantastic. I, you know, getting to talk to Tito, you know, that's, that's obviously He's cool. He's a good guy. Yeah. That's, that's something that's, that, that's a major thing that I, I, I never thought I'd be able to do. And of course it was all topped off by being able to throw out the first pitch um excuse me being able to throw out the first pitch for the uh first game against uh tampa in the uh, wild card series which is which is something that which is something that i'll never forget and 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 the funny thing is um like i i didn't i didn't even really plan on travel i didn't really going into last year i didn't really plan on traveling as much as i did i just kind of looked at the schedule um the first the first trip that I the first trip that I went on was the trip at the beginning of the year from New York to Anaheim. So I literally flew across the country from from New York to Anaheim. And, and then once and and then once I did that, once I did that, it's a kind of like, well, every other trip is going to be easier compared to that. compared yeah. to That one. So what's
2: your what's your favorite stadium out of all the other ones you visited?
4: I would I would say. I've i I've, I've been thinking about this. I I really like San Diego a lot. San Diego's yeah. a, a really nice a really nice uh, ballpark. But I, I like um I I like I like Target I like Target Field as, as well. But I w- I would say I mean th- there's just something obviously historic about Wrigley. I love Wrigley. Yeah. Um, we'll be going back there this year. Um, and so I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and. And so there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, ballparks that I enjoy for different for different reasons um, and, and it's, it''s it's quite an adventure and, and uh, you know it takes it takes a lot of um, in my situation, it takes a lot of advanced scouting, I would say too you know mm-hmm. um, yeah. um, I'm sorry what what does that uh, comment say? I can't quite see It says I
1: thought all businesses had to have handicap accessible. And ADA, yeah. it's the law. I mean, yeah. I, I, I've i yeah. had that problem myself, you, yeah. know, you know, being I heard you talk else. about it, yep. Where things are not accessible all the time. And, you know, I went to a place where it was, they had no even handicapped parking. And yep. I was told that because certain buildings are older or whatever, they don't have to, they're not, you they don't have to yeah. adhere to those kind of laws because they're yeah. newer. So there's a lot of reasons why people don't have that. It's not fair. It's really not right
4: yeah it's it's um i have to i have to do i have to do a a lot of a lot of advanced scouting because um to you know to use a a baseball term i have to do a lot of advanced scouting because because there are some cities that are a lot better with accessibility than than others and i and i think and i and i think the only way to help that change is to just it's one of the reasons why i keep traveling it's one of the reasons why I enjoy traveling is because I want, because guess what? I might be the, I might be one of the only people in a wheelchair that that business encounters, you know? And, and if, if I can, if I can make an, if I can make an impact on them or make them think, you know, make them think about stuff, then, you know, then, then I would, then I'm happy to do that. I, you know, I, I mean, the New York, the New York city subway system is, is the worst. I mean, the New York city subway system is only, is only 28% accessible, which means, which means I cannot you you know, which means I cannot use basically seven out of every 10 subway stations in, in New York. So that, so that, so that makes things very difficult. I know another, another thing that, that I, that I get, that I get all, all the time, I didn't used to get it a ton, but it's it's starting to happen more and more is, ride share denial uber denial lift denial um i have a i have a very lightweight wheelchair that can easily come apart um and and so usually what i do is i don't tell the driver ahead of time about the chair and then once they get there i try to explain to them that i that i can break it down very easily um and there are and there are some drivers that that won't even make the you know the most that that won't take 30 seconds to to do that. And I just, and so I do, I do think there are updates that, that need to be made to the, to the, to the ADA. I also think there needs to be a difference between, like I think there needs to be an intermediate step between suing someone into oblivion and going through the, you know, and going through the entire court process of suing someone and just, you know, getting some sort of basic, um, you know, um, uh, you know, some small amount of money to, you know, to uh, to cover the inconvenience. Like, yeah. you know, like I like I'm not the kind of person who wants to, you know, sue people into oblivion.
1: Okay. But, well, then you don't, and I'll
2: I'll do it for you, and then um, that, you know, I'll spend whatever not, we get. I think you it. should that's you not, should call that hotel in Baltimore. Yes. And tell them what happened to you last year. And ask them if they will consider giving you a free room on the first floor this year. Yes, to I, avoid any other hassles, and leave it at that. That's, a good, that's a good idea. Good idea. We half.
1: do have a caller. Scott wants to chime in, but Scott, I can't see you. You got to turn your camera on, Scott. Uh, so get that done, please. Um, how much do you think you spent on
4: all this? Um, how 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 much did I um did I spend? How much it I,
1: cost about one hundred twenty nine friggin' games?
4: Well well it's 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 funny it's funny you mentioned that so most of my so first of all i've become an expert at finding really really cheap flights um like like i like i fly like i fly, I fly frontier i fly spirit <laughs> i mean you know i've i've become an expert at, at finding the the best times to book flights when they're the cheapest so that's that's one that's one that's one thing i do and another uh, another thing I do in a lot of cities to, to try to make it cheaper is I stay at a nonprofit and I want to give them a shout out. I, I stay I stay at a nonprofit called H.I. Hostels and essentially what that is, what a youth hospital is, is it's basically like um, it's dor- uh, dormitory style, um, you know, right. kind of like uh, dormitory, right. uh, you know, college dorm style living. But but what's what's great about them is number one, they're like thirty-five or forty bucks a night. So and I and I can stay downtown. So so that that nonprofit certainly helps. Um and 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 number two, they are great about accessibility. So um, so I wanna I wanna give a shout out to HI USA, HI Hostels. They are fantastic. All right, we're um, gonna
1: bring a uh, Scott on real quick. I think he's got a question or a comment for you. Okay. So yeah. hang on. Here. Yep. Scott, you there?
4: And I did want to. I did no, want to make. No, no, I did wa- no, no, no. I did want to make one other point while uh, no. while you try to bring him on. I do have. I do have a small. Uh, I have a small GoFundMe uh, set up.
0: Okay. Um,
4: and and the only and I and I want to emphasize the only purpose of that is to simply try to break even. Like I'm not, you know, like I'm not trying to make a profit off of that GoFundMe. I'm just trying to you know, break even on, on, um, um, uh, on the costs. I I'll be starting a podcast of my own, by the way, that I'll be doing throughout the year. Uh, Tom Hamilton will join me on Thursday night. Um, That's awesome. so, so that will start my uh, podcast season as I'll be doing a podcast throughout the year. I ha- I have a roadcaster pro, uh, just like you do Seth, yep. and yeah. I, and I travel with it. So, um, I will be I so I will be doing so I will be doing shows. Um I and, and like I said, I like I said, I have a small uh GoFundMe. I have well, how do you, how do
1: people find the GoFundMe? It's
4: it's it's just called um it's just called Rolling with Cleveland, the 162 challenge, because rolling with Cleveland is, is gonna be um it is is the name of the podcast, um, is gonna be the name of the podcast, and then awesome. uh, and then the 162 challenge because you know, uh, because I'm attempting 162. Well, Peter, hang on a sec. Let us try to really help you.
2: Um, We got the information out on the rolling with Cleveland 162 as far as the GoFundMe. But if there's somebody listening or watching that is in a position to really help a lot and would be so kind as to maybe take care of your whole bill, I go back to what Seth asked you. What kind of nut are we talking about to make that? Because I'm sure there's people at home that never go to 162 I, games. What, but my goodness, what kind of from all the details what, and all the travel, what, what would kind of cost? What
4: what would that? Co- well, I th- and and I know that I know this. I know this sounds. I know this sounds low, but on but on the GoFundMe, I made um I made, I made the go I made the goal on the GoFundMe uh, 20, uh, 25 K that's, that's a little, that might be a little bit lower than, uh, uh than, it, than, it, uh, than it will actually be. But based on, based on what I know about, about youth hostels, you know, again, keeping, keeping everything as low as possible, booking the cheapest flights I can find. And then, and, and then of course, uh, I, w- I will say when it comes to home games, uh, the guardians are going to help with, Uh, Some some of my home games. I have an idea for you. Yep,
2: you're really adventurous. You're really brave. You're really hardworking. I appreciate that. Really a wonderful spokesman for everything else. Why don't you call all the associations that deal with disadvantaged people? Why don't you look into some of the magazines and offer to cover the experience of what it's like to travel in different cities? What cities are good at disabled access, what cities need improvement, what stadiums are good, this, that, and the other thing between major league baseball and all the people that have a stake in making this world a better place for people in your position. You might actually be a good ambassador for that and make some money that
4: way. Yeah. That's, that's a good, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, So so far, uh, so far, like I like I said, I've, I've been I've been doing this on a uh, you know, um, on an individual level. But you're but you're right. I am gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to uh, to, uh, to some of those organizations. I, I, I and I and I do want to um, and I do want to give a shout out um, uh, to someone who really kind of helped um, helped me uh, get in contact with more people who wanted to help. And that is uh, Mandy Bell of MLB.com. She did a fantastic article about the travel that I did last year, and I've had people i've ha- I've, I've had I've had people from all over the country, you know, contact me on, on on Facebook. So, you know, the easiest way the easiest way to get in contact with me is just literally just on Facebook. Um, and and um, and so and so if any and so I'm gonna I'm gonna reach I'm gonna reach out to. Uh, to some of those organizations, if anybody wants to reach out to me, they can just do so on Facebook. I'm, I'm primarily active on, on Facebook, uh, not Twitter. So look for me on, on, on Facebook. And um yeah. And that, that would, that would certainly, that would certainly be a good, i a good idea. Um Yeah. And- I'll help you with look, that off not- the air after the show. Look, I'd, I'd love to yeah. see you. Scott I want wants to hand. know how you got started with, with this
1: journey. How did you start going to all these games?
4: Yeah, I'm sorry, I should have led with that. I? Um, no, but, it's all right. Yeah, but the um, so basically, there's there's kind of two there's kind of two um, there's kind of two individual goals that I have. And they were, and they were kind of separate at at first, and now they're kind of intertwined. The first goal that I had was to simply see Cleveland uh, play in all 30 ballparks. That was my, that was my first goal. And then, and then as I started doing, as I started doing more traveling, you know, as, as I went to, uh, like I said, 129 last year, I thought, well, damn, if, damn, if I can do 129, then how, then how much further is 162, you know? So, um, so, so so really my goals kind of started as, trying to see uh, Cleveland play in every ballpark. And now it's kind of evolved into trying to see as many games as possible in one year. Um, so were and you like raised it,
1: an Indians fan? Is that how you became oh, regarding oh, oh, a Cleveland
4: yes. baseball fan? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, li- I have, I have listened to every single game. Um, I have listened to probably every single game of Cleveland baseball on the radio since, since I was probably six or seven, you know, uh, How you old know, are you now? I, I'm, I'm, I'm 26. I'm going to be 27 in April.
2: Wow. That's yes. two decades of listening to every game. That's amazing. Yeah.
4: yeah. So, I mean, so, I, I <clears throat> so it's not, it's not unusual for me to, you know, it's not unusual for me to consume every game, you know, for me to be listening to every game, you know, uh, you know, Triv used to say he goes to bed with uh, Tom yeah, Hamilton, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and 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 I guess and I guess you could say I did too. For there you long, go, for there long you go.
2: Time.
1: it was a threesome. I don't want to get into that. Um,
2: no. that's another show,
1: yeah, that's a whole other show, but I, yeah, I'll tell you what, Peter, there was nothing better for me, um, than listening because we'd have we'd get to leave when the Indians would play, and I would listen to Triv doing. Talking baseball on the pregame show, and then I'd listen to Hamilton and Rose do the pregame stuff, and then I uh, listen to the game on the radio. And it was always fantastic for me, too. So, yeah, I yep. understand, and I understand your passion for it. I, that's just fantastic. And that's why I love you, man, because I think you're I just you're a passionate it. guy who loves his team, and you're, you're just that's cool. I, I really respect the hell out of you. So. Yeah. And,
4: you, you know, you can, um, and I, I guess what I would say to people is, you know, you can, um, you can it like, I mean, just a few years ago, I didn't even think that, that anything like this would be remotely possible, but, it, but it's just like anything else. The more, the more, you know, the the more I did it, the more confidence I gained in my ability to do it. Um, and, um, and, you know, it takes, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of advanced scouting. It takes a lot of, it takes a lot of planning that it otherwise wouldn't, uh, Takes
2: balls too. I
4: well, I I appreciate that, (laughs) but um, yeah, seriously, you're on
2: your own, you're going from city to city by yourself. A lot of the games are at night, you're staying in hotels that to save a buck means you could be anywhere.
4: Yeah, yep, good for you. James says,
1: James says, you could be the new John Adams, Guardians ambassador.
4: Yeah, well, I do, I do want to, I do want to say something about that because I was, I was at, um, Excuse me. I, I was at um, a John Adams' uh, funeral. I went to I went to I went to John Adams' funeral, and I, there's there's something there, there's there's something I want to say about that. I, I appreciate I appreciate people, uh, I appreciate people who have compared me to John Adams uh, since the since the um, since the Mandy Bell article. But um, but as far as I'm concerned, John Adams will be in a class of his own. Uh, you know, I mean, J- John Adams is in a class of his own. He will, al- he will always be. I mean, th- I mean to put it, I mean to put it in perspective. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna try to do 162 this year, and in order to, in order to catch up with the number of games that John Adams did, I would have to, I would have to do 162 for 24 years because he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, my phone's going off. I Apologize, guys. You're fine. Uh, But the, um, but yeah, I would have to do 162 for, um, you know, for, um, uh, for 24 straight years. And, and that's, so I, I have nothing but respect for John Adams and I'll, I'll be doing, I'll be doing certain tributes uh, uh, to John Adams throughout the year. And uh, I guess you could say he will be my patron saint uh, (laughs) as I, you know. As I, as I, I want to that. help
2: you one other way too. You know yep. that you can email the Seth and Mike show at yep. sethandmike and the website and all that stuff. You've been in contact. I am also to help you on your journey. Going to challenge every man, woman, and child watching us tonight or later on through the course of the week to find a way to get your address or to work with the website yep. and mail you a sandwich. <laughs> because if we can get 4 5 600 sandwiches to you before you leave on your trip maybe that'll save you some money too yeah that's a that's a
4: good that's a good idea um <laughs> one of the, one of the thing one of the one of the reasons why i decided to attempt um I, th- I thank you guys very much for all your support by the way i appreciate it um um one one of the one of the reasons i decided to attempt this this year a couple reasons um And this is actually a real, this is actually a really interesting stat that I thought you might find interesting. This is the first time in the 122 year history of Cleveland baseball that Cleveland does not have a three city road trip, which is one of the reasons why I decided to attempt it um, this year, because it's literally the first time in franchise history that we don't have a three city a three-city road trip which which um which which in a lot of ways i mean it's it's, now don't now don't get me wrong i know this 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 will not be easy um by any stretch of the imagination but it's but at the same time it's never going to be easier than it will be in 2023 so um because this is the first time in franchise history that we don't have a three-city road trip so um so when I when I saw that, I mean, my first my first goal of, of the year, uh, my my first goal of the season uh, uh, initially was to just attend some of the ballparks that I haven't attended yet, such as uh, Washington, D.C. And um, um, and San Francisco. And there's um, and there's one other air. Arizona though so initially that was my first that was my idea for this season and then i looked at the schedule and realized you know it may never be easier to attempt than it will be in 2023 again it, again it will never be easy but it may never be easier if that makes sense How do we uh, follow you on your journey
1: I mean how do we follow the podcast and uh, that yep.
4: Kind of yep so so my so r- r- right now r- Right now, at the, at the moment, uh, just uh, just follow my my personal Facebook page because all that because all that information in terms of the podcast feed, my YouTube channel, uh, which which I'm actually going to be launching later this week in conjunction with my interview with Tom Hamilton, which by the way will be Thursday at seven o'clock on my Facebook page. If people okay. want to watch that, my interview with uh, Tom Hamilton, that will be Thursday at seven o'clock. Um, because I'll be interviewing him. He'll be in Goodyear, and then I'll be going to Goodyear next Monday. I'm actually flying out to Goodyear uh, for a few days next Monday, so um, so I'm I'm looking forward to that definitely. Um, so so for now for now I would say just just contact my my personal Facebook page, uh, Peter Nab on Facebook. That's,
1: that's K N A B, right?
4: Yes, K N A B, correct. And so that's what I would do. And and my my um my 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 profile should be easy to find because my profile picture right now is the picture of me throwing out the first pitch uh, Mm -hmm. for uh, for game one of the of the uh, Tampa Bay Rays series. So so for now, I would just say follow my personal page. Within the next few days, I will have a brand new Facebook page, YouTube channel, and podcast feed. Of like wiped clean and officially dedicated to, you know, this season, but I don't want to point people to that yet because, uh, because as of this moment, as I'm talking to you, it's not officially set up, but it will be set up by the time I talk to Tom Hamilton on Thursday. And so, so people, so people can follow me there. But like I said, right now, I would suggest, uh, uh, follow, follow me on, on, on Facebook and, uh, and you can certainly message me. On Facebook, if you if you want to um, um you know if you want to message me about a way to uh, a, a way to sponsor, you, you know you can you can uh, you can reach out to me through Messenger on Facebook and or or the uh, or the GoFundMe or the GoFundMe link. Either way, just uh, just uh, contact me one way or the other if you want to help out with this because it's, and, it, and I'll tell
1: it, you what, Peter. Anything you need as far as you know, getting this podcast rolling for you. Uh,
4: I'm happy. I'm
1: more than happy to help you. So you know how to get a hold of me. Yep. And uh, you know whatever you need I, I will help you.
4: So. Yeah, well, I I do have um uh, I I do have I do have some I do have some experience with uh with uh with with live streaming shows. I've used uh StreamYard a little bit in the past, so I, ca- I kind of have some idea what I'm doing and like I said I've got a I've I've got a Rodecaster Pro um and um I, I and i'll have i'll have access to all the um i'll have access to all the clubhouse audio as well so i'll be awesome. i'll be Good i'll for be, you. I'll, be, I'll be playing some of that i'll be i'll be playing some um uh, i'll be playing some uh some some highlights uh from the uh, for, uh from the radio network which uh they're they're going to allow me to do so Good. um yeah so Hi, so that's on
2: behalf of the show bro you know you saw the results you saw the messages on behalf of the show and everybody listening for being an inspiration and everything else. Good luck on your odyssey and your adventure. Keep a diary because there's obviously a good book there. We'll see if we can get you a gig before you leave and the game start. Yeah. I hope you get a pile of sandwiches and keep in touch. here I am you, you can join the show from the road during the course of the year. yes I would love to do that
1: here I am asking him if he needs any help with stuff I'm gonna be calling him for audio <laughs> yeah <laughs> the guard right. so yeah forget about it. I'm not I'm gonna call you for
2: help so, yeah
4: bro. but but, uh, but, Best but like, to you bro but like I said but like I said uh um uh like like I said um I'm sorry, what does it say about Frank? It's you Facebook handle.
1: So it's just Peter Nab on Facebook, right?
4: Yeah, it's just it's just, um, it's just uh, Peter Nab and, and like I said, it's K-N-A-B, K-N-A-B. And it's the one
2: with the picture of you throwing out the first pitch, so yeah. that's how they'll know they got you.
4: Yep, yep. And then it's,
2: all the other info, like YouTube and everything else that people want to know, yep. they yep. can get all that info from you once you're connected on Facebook. Yeah,
4: yeah, th- yes, that. that will be um, – I, like I said, I will post that uh, maybe um, either tomorrow or, or Wednesday, most likely, but I will uh, but I will definitely have all that posted before I interview Tom Hamilton on Thursday at seven o'clock right. that that will be live on my Facebook page again, Tom Hamilton, Thursday, seven o'clock. If you guys want to hear that interview, we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, you know, we've. Uh, we got we got the new we got the new rules uh, coming into the game, which I'm interested, which I'm interested to talk with Hammy about, and uh, and uh, and a lot of roster um, a lot of roster considerations. Uh, so it should be a really interesting interview with uh, Tom Hamilton Thursday at seven o'clock on my Facebook page. Uh, that'll be kind of the kickoff of the season for me. Sweet, well,
1: thanks, Peter. We appreciate everything, man. And we thank look you. Forward to, I appreciate uh, you. Out- and, um, I put some of the info on this, uh, the YouTube stuff here so people could see it and yeah. I appreciate it. And we will have you on again, I'm sure. Okay.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. And, and I will, um, and Seth, I will text you the, uh, the GoFundMe link too, if yep. you want to, if Me you want to share
1: that. Yep. Yep. I'll put it up. Thanks, cool. Peter. Thank uh, you.
4: Appreciate we'll talk to you soon. All right. Yep. Thank you. All right, Peter. That's Thank fun. you very much. Good night. Have fun.
1: Peter Nab. Peter Nab on Facebook. You can check him out. I'm excited for him. I really am. I hope he gets this done. I hope people help him out. Uh, I know I'll do whatever I can to help Peter out because he's a good guy. I've known him a lot of years. He was a fan of the trip, fan of the show. Um I did sled hockey with the guy, and he's just he's an inspiration. And when I was in a wheelchair, man, um, he was even it was more of an inspiration to me then. Um You know, with my struggle, seeing myself struggle in a wheelchair, and I watched that kid uh, do everything that he's doing.
0: Uh, One last
2: story about Peter and how cool he is. You remember when we first started, he came to the studio and watched the show live. He was on. As we were leaving, after we wound up and tore down and said goodbyes, I noticed him in the parking lot trying to get up that hill. And I yeah. took him home. I offered him a ride. It took 10 seconds to take his chair, collapse it, and put it in my the back of my Jeep. So when I heard him say that Uber drivers and Lyft drivers and people who would just pull up, see him and say, thanks, but no thanks, and leave him stranded that's and disgusting. have to wait another 20 minutes, that's unconscionable. He's such a good, amp- I hope a lot of the things the good things happen for him as a result hey, of your trip.
1: I hey, man. Do. I'm 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 rooting for Peter without a doubt. Um I, as a lot of people are the comments that are rolling in, yeah. We're rooting for Peter. So we'll keep everybody posted. But Perfect. follow him on Facebook. Check out the podcast. I'll check out Thursday night. I'll watch him and Tom Hamilton. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um we'll talk some more baseball stuff and take your comments and everything else. Uh we gotta take a quick break. We'll be right back in about two and a half. Hang on.
0: See what separates Triv's restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? Some restaurants you go to to eat the same thing over and over and over. But then there are restaurants like Triv's where you want to go there every single time and eat something different until you have eaten every single item on the menu. Why? Because the food's delicious, and it has been for almost a quarter of a century. TRIVS has amazing food, outstanding service, and an opportunity for you to have private dining, special events, and intimate occasions. You can enjoy a memorable, fine dining experience in your own dedicated, intimate space. Visit TRIVS in the heart of Strongsville. Call now for reservations. 440-238-8830. TRIVS in Strongsville. Joe Burdick custom flags are amazing. Each flag is handcrafted to reflect the imperfect perfection, making each piece of patriotic wall art unique. This is a local small business, veteran-owned and proud. Joe Burdick creates symbolic artwork that is built to last. Display your spirit, pride, and patriotism by calling 440 305-2065 and let Joe's flag serve you 440-305-2065 Joe Burdick flags let me introduce you to Charlie's auto repair any car any truck any problem Charlie's does it right you know how it is the check your engine light comes on you put air in the tires and the light is still on. 216-470-0170. That's Charlie's Auto Repair, 13728 Madison in Lakewood. Charlie can do it all, from small engine repair to fleet maintenance and system diagnostics. Winter is here, so call Charlie's Auto Repair for snow plowing needs. 216 216- 470 0170 Charlie's Auto Repair. Let Charlie make your car great once again.
1: Back here on the Seth Williams Show with Mike Chisalka. I want to thank uh, Charlie's Auto Repair in Lakewood for having uh, Peter on the Charlie's Auto Repair in Lakewood Hotline. Uh, if you want to call in, I posted the link earlier. I'll post it again uh, so you can join us. We are taking your comments. Uh, Charlie. Yeah, that commercial talks about him doing uh, snow plowing. Yeah, I wonder if guys like that are freaking out because there hasn't been a whole lot of snow. And looking at it, like next week, I don't see a whole lot. Not gonna, would, a whole lot more uh,
2: snowing away yet.
1: I'm, I'm sure we have it sometime in March, but
2: I'm I'm a golfer. I looked at the long range weather forecasts. We're in the 30s, high 30s and 40s through the end of March. I'll take it. Yeah, no kidding.
1: Natalie says that was a great show with Peter. cannot wait to see him complete completed his journey. Um, Peter sent me the GoFundMe link. I'll try to get that up there. But I think it was uh, rolling with Cleveland on GoFundMe, the 162 challenge. So you want to
3: check that out and, uh,
1: yep. and help Peter. Help Peter get across the country, seeing all these games this year.
2: And if nothing else, send him a sandwich. I'm jealous, man. I would, I'm i looking to get to one game
1: this year. <laughs> like, seriously, I'm hoping I can get to a game. Um, we're supposed to have, uh, we'll see, Curtis Danberg on from the Guardians on Wednesday. Right. Um, also, have Tony Masaccio on, live from another restaurant. So I think it's going to be a fun one. Um, you know, we've
2: been talking. Mario um, uh, from
1: Mario's Barbershop, also going to join us on Wednesday. So, okay. Wednesday show's got a lot going on.
2: But like I said, we've been talking about baseball. There's a couple things that are still on the table that I think we should discuss. Oh, we've got to talk a lot
1: about a lot of stuff. I I looked up the new rules. Yeah. Look at the new rules.
2: I looked at the new rules. But before we get to that, how about the fact that Bally Sports, the contract with the Guardians to televise their games, fell apart? Bally Sports went belly up. They're not going to be on Bally Sports.
3: Who's going to have the The games?
2: Good news of that is – that chances are now there won't be any blackouts. And when the game's on national TV, you'll still be able to listen to local and all of that kind of stuff. And we might actually get a better deal. And that could mean more money to spend on payroll.
1: All right. I would like to, uh, one, say that you are racist and I'm picking everything in me not to cancel you from the show because you said blackouts. And I find that term offensive and I don't think you should be using that. Um, but I am looking forward to watching the Guardians games on TV somewhere. Somewhere, no. have them not be on TV. I don't know why you'd use that totally offensive word. Uh, uh, blackout, me. you. Uh, should be yeah, chance, my friend. Surprise, surprise. Um, yeah, i there hasn't
2: been any snow. Yeah. Uh, so
1: the new rules of baseball. Uh, First you, picture look,
2: I saw. Up. First picture I saw. You asked me if I knew about the rule changes. Yeah. Was Shane Bieber. On the mound, ahead of time, pitching with a pitch clock. Getting used to having a pitch clock.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, the pitch timer. um, Now, this is according to MLB.com. I'm looking at the MLB.com website here. Means less waiting and more action. 15 seconds with bases empty, 20 seconds with runners on. Violations are automatic ball
2: or strike. Wait, what if it's a three and two count? The umpire just gets to say, "Strike three, you're out." The inning's over, and the team I'm well, assuming
1: it? that means if the batter is you know, over the pitch count and causing you know, the delay oh. in the game, that it's called an automatic strike. Oh, so Mike and Hartgrove then,
2: would have struck out a million times. Yeah, the pitcher
1: then will you
2: know have
1: it would be a ball. Jesus, I, I don't like these things. I mean, you know, not that I'm a purist when it comes to baseball. Like Triv is a purist when it came to baseball. Yeah, I don't mind definitely. replays and stuff like that because I kind of want them to get it right. Right. Um. But you know, the, the, some of this stuff is kind of ridiculous. Shift restrictions. Now, I yep. don't like the shift. Um, more hits and athleticism is what they're saying on MLB.com. Two infielders on each side of second base.
2: Yeah, but you know what. I am so damn surprised that the teams and the individuals weren't lazy enough to do this. You could have ended the shift years ago if guys in spring training would teach themselves how to bunt.
1: Well, amen, without a because doubt.
2: If they would lay down a bunt to up that third baseline, they could have gotten to second.
1: Um, infielders need both feet on dirt at pitch release. Now, okay, I'm sorry. This, this whole thing is stupid. I I, I'm not a fan of the shift. I don't like it. Yeah. But at the same time, do we really need rules on where you put your players? I mean, they should be able to go wherever they kind of want to go.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's a ball the, ball same cross the line
1: before the ball is tapped. I mean, you can put the pick, put them wherever you want. You're right. I would line yeah. the entire infield with all my players if, it, if I wasn't worried about going over their heads in Yeah. You should be able to put your players wherever the hell you want to put them. Right.
2: Well, What's next? Know. That, you know, if, if it's the two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning, you can't pull all your outfielders in to play close and not worry about a ball hit over their heads. It's crazy. I
1: don't like the shifty shift either. No.
2: And I also heard that the larger bases remind most baseball players of a pizza box. Pizza right? box. Well, that's the other thing.
1: So bigger bases. Now this, I, you've seen the pictures of these stupid things. Yeah, they, do. they, do. they, do they look, look like, like pizza pizza box. Box. They look ridiculous. Um, now this, according to MLB.com. Uh, the positive aspect of this is that increased safety and aggressive base running.
2: Oh, stop. Ask Ty Cobb about aggressive base running.
1: So they're going from 15 inches to 18 inches in width. Now, that may not seem like a lot, but it is a lot. Uh, larger bases, reduced injuries in yeah. minors. Oh, stop. Okay. This is just stupid. Yeah. Um,
2: And what did you expect? Does anybody ever change the rules and say it's going to make the game worse? No, of course, these are all improvements.
1: Well, kind of. I mean, but why do you have to do it? I mean, how many people are actually breaking their face or legs or whatever? Exactly.
2: I agree with you. not. And, And you know what? This dovetails with the articles that have covered the changes they're going to be making over the next couple of years to progressive field. They are doing everything to create spaces in the stadium so that people can go and and not have to act like they're at a baseball game. All yeah. they are is big, wide-open spaces where you can run around, drink, gamble, and do everything except sit there, pay attention, watch the game.
1: Then we, When we have somebody from the Guardians on, hopefully again on Wednesday, I'd like to ask about the renovations to the stadium, what they're doing and all that kind of stuff, yeah. because I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. Now, I don't, again, I'm, I, I told Curtis, I was talking to him the other day, and I said, Chris Danberg from the Guardians, I said, you know, one of my goals this year is to get my daughter to a freaking Guardians game because we've attempted four different times, and every single freaking time it's rained. Now, even when we got into the ballpark the last time and we got up to our seats, we're sitting there, we're having something to eat, and as we were standing in line, actually, to get food, it started to rain. And I didn't think it was even supposed to rain that day, but the players were actually on the field when we were there uh, getting ready, and then everybody got off the field, and it was like a four-hour rain delay. We ended up going home, and actually, by the time we when we got into the car, they said, all right, play ball, and my daughter didn't get to see a game. And so he said, for sure, we're going to find a good weather day, and we're going to go to a game. So Good. Uh, looking forward to that. But the standing room only, I understand the beer area. You want to sell your beers, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, but I am more, again, a traditionalist when it comes to going to the ballpark. I want to go and just get hot dogs and nachos Amen. and and stadium mustard, even though I prefer yellow, but whatever. Um, I don't want to eat sushi while I'm (laughs) at a ballpark, but I guess that's a new way of doing things. It's not like the Guardians are doing something different than everybody else is doing. Everybody is doing all this newfangled stuff, and I guess you're making money. You do what you got to do. Uh, I'm
2: fine with the food. I even like sitting out in the bleachers. The bleachers on a sunny well, day have
1: great seats. It's going to be a lonely place out in the bleachers it is. without John Adams. It is. and That's another thing I want to talk to them about, about everything that's going on with the, you know, paying tribute to John. I thought the Guardians did a great job. Um, I
2: think they should start the seventh inning stretch yeah. of every game with that recording of that drum.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the bases are bigger so they can sell advertising on them. That would be funny. Maybe we can get one. Yeah, right,
3: right. The Seth Williams show with Microsoft
1: on they're big enough to put whatever you want on there.
2: Yeah, listen, they're, um, they're so, so big, I'm afraid somebody's going to shoot one down.
1: <laughs> they actually, yeah. Uh, well, I'm not going to get into politics, but yeah, that would, yeah, that's funny. Um, the shift just showed how today's ball player is not as talented as those in the past to shorten and go opposite way. That is also true.
2: Uh,
0: absolutely.
1: Uh-huh. There's a skill to hitting. I don't understand why people today don't know how to do it.
0: Yeah, somebody
1: Over the put the years, shift on to head the other way. <laughs>
2: how many times could you have laid down a bunt and you could walk to first base because there wasn't anybody within a half mile of the ball?
1: Look, I am no baseball expert. I played T ball and then some fast pitch yeah. as a kid. Uh, my baseball experience was I went to get, catch a fly ball and I missed my glove and it hit me square in, in the face. Ouch. And my I was. Black and blue. I shouldn't say black and blue. I'm not gonna say black. My eye was puffy and and horrible for a, like a month after that. And then the other time, I was playing catcher because I was you know the fat kid. So the fat kid always played catcher. And
4: I you caught can't the say ball.
1: Fat
2: either. You got to just say puffy I'm and sorry. horrible.
1: Yeah, I, I was also puffy as far as my stomach goes. Okay. And so I was husky. catching. Yeah, I was husky. I, I would. The pitcher threw the ball. I caught the ball, but it was a strike. The kid swung on his backswing. He hit me in the shoulder. Oh, and I went down like a ton of bricks. I started crying. And my dad came over and was yelling at me. And dad, if you're listening right now, I swear to God, you did this and don't deny it. Came over and yelled at me. He did the Tom Hanks thing before Tom Hanks did. He said, There's no crying in baseball. I was crying in baseball. Wow, but it hurt when you're a kid, they play with those stupid metal bats, and it felt like you know I just get yeah, yeah, it was horrible.
2: I hate to say uh, this, but chances are no matter how old you are, somebody picks up a bat and smacks you really hard with it, it hurts.
1: Yeah, I've had that happen to me since then. It wasn't a yeah. baseball situation. A, aren't they you, working on those, wife kind of
2: thing? Aren't they working on those robot infrared uh balls and strike callers in the minor leagues this year, yes, too? Yes, I believe that they are.
1: World? Which I Again, being a guy that likes to see errors, sometimes and look, the players screw up. That's why they have a thing called errors, right? Um, the umpires are human too, so sometimes they're going to screw up. But I guess some, you know, you want the game as clean and as perfect as possible. Because how many times have you watched a game? But it happens both ways. You watch a game sometimes the calls exactly. don't go your way, and you're pissed, and it sucks. But then when you're watching it and the calls go your way, you're excited about it. It's just going to happen.
2: So, I I completely agree. Uh,
1: they're already taking that the left fielder will fill the spot between first and second base in the new shift. Uh-huh. Okay. I read that too. Huh. Now how's that when work? What do you say? They are already talking that the left fielder will fill the spot between first and second. Oh. Okay.
2: Oh, so just leave right field yeah. off. So instead of laying down a bunt, you have to hit one over the third, uh, third baseman's head. Yeah. Third short,
1: yeah. Um, You stood up when you caught the ball, and that's what I was telling you to stop doing. That is not true. That is so inaccurate. Did I got hit. Did? I was laying on the damn ground. I'm sorry he doesn't remember that I was laying on the freaking ground crying like a baby because the guy came back with a backswing and hit me in the shoulder and it hurt. Man, I caught a foul tip off home plate in a cup. Yes, there is crying in baseball.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was a catcher too, and they, I didn't, I, yeah, I've been hit there more than once. It hurts. I played T
1: ball too. I like T ball because T ball, you know, again, being like the chubby kid, I had a little bit of power, so I could hit the ball pretty good off the tee. Right. Uh, we had this right fielder though. It was Craig. It's amazing that I remember this now, uh, but he was this little redheaded kid. And he would stand in right field. They always made him play right field because he sucked. Uh, but he would stand in right field and he would just start digging his foot into the ground. Never paid attention to anything that was going on on the field. <laughs> just looking at the sky, but mainly he was looking at his cleats and just digging a hole in the ground. Um, I
3: don't know. So I don't know I don't about the these new it.
1: baseball rules. Not really excited about it. Well, not really excited about having pizza boxes for bases. Uh, I mean... It, changes the whole dimensions of, of stealing a base even. Doesn't it? Right? I I
2: completely agree. Oh, that's another, one, that's another one. That's another one of the rule changes. There's only two pickoff attempts.
1: Are you Allowed. I didn't yeah. say that out here. Is that true? Yeah. Two pickoff I... attempts.
2: Yeah, you can only try two pickoff attempts and then I guess it's only one if there's somebody on base. I'm, you know,
1: yeah. How about leaving the game alone? How about yeah. leaving the game to what it was? What it was, it was perfect,
2: man. It was the only game without a clock. It was played, and you know. Oh, I mean, and the other the- rule is: aren't isn't there going to be a runner on second base all the time in extra inning games? I thought they were getting rid of that,
1: but maybe not. I I didn't see that either. Somebody um, out there knows, but you know, I'm sorry that you know people don't like a, a long baseball game. That's one of the beauties of baseball is going out there on the spring or summer day. Yeah. And if it takes three, four hours, then it takes three or four hours. Right. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful day. You're outside. You, they got the grass and the smell of the food and everything. Yeah. It's an experience going to a baseball game.
2: Listen, if you're going to pay $60 a park, you want to be in the stadium for five, six, seven hours.
1: Yeah, get your money's worth. Get now.
2: your money's worth is right, damn it.
1: And, you know, if you're watching at home, now there's – DVRs you can record the game and fast forward through it if you don't want to sit through a four hour game yep. but I enjoy that part of the game I enjoy you know, people call baseball a boring game what's really boring is a football game if you think about it there are so many commercial breaks during a freaking football game it's unreal if you go to a football game it's even worse because there's so much downtime until you're waiting for the stupid guy with the orange glove to come on the field and say that it's time to play again there's so much downtime at an actual NFL football game; it's ridiculous.
2: But and I got to tell you, baseball
1: something. for the most part, uh, baseball between innings, it's like two minutes, literally. Right. I mean, I know because right. I played commercials.
2: Right. That's a, it but is two it's minutes. Not that bad. That was one of the first rule changes: is they to shorten the game was two minutes between
1: pizza. box. How about that? Maybe that should be the rule change because they do look like pizza boxes on on the, the field. Like if they slide into. Like the base and are safe, they get a piece of pizza out of the box.
2: Out of the box, eat it, and there you go.
1: It's like a prize for a stealing base. <laughs> uh, baseball has been wrecked for a decade. The new swing, the acceptance of guys striking out 150 times a year, the new pitching model—all suck—and the ridiculous money. I agree with that too. Eventually, you're going to see the collapse of baseball because the money is so much and so ridiculous. I mean, you saw what happened to the, the Detroit Tigers with Cabrera's contract. I mean, that guy right. fell apart as soon as he signed the contract. It was like his, like me, his leg fell off him as soon as he, the pen hit the paper. Um, and so you're going to see guys signing these ridiculous contracts that can't play for very long. And uh, the, eventually there's going to become too much. It's going to be a ceiling that you can't raise anymore.
2: There was an article out there. um, in researching, getting ready to talk the rule changes about how the Indians signed Wayne Garland to a 10 year contract for $10 million. And that that contract is what started the, the I can't afford and set the team back and all that other kind of stuff. That was the first big humongous, Oh my God, 10 years and $10 million. And that set the payroll back, and it's been out of whack ever since. That was light years ago. And then today I'm reading an article that says the Indians should be glad that they avoided arbitration with their seven or eight players that were eligible because of the contracts that people that held out got in return. But every single person in this article said that the process of going through arbitration and and, and not being offered, the team doesn't want to sell, that it causes a little bit of friction and that spills over into the clubhouse and that wrecks the team chemistry.
1: He didn't have that many good years after he signed that contract. He had a few, but he he,
2: he didn't. Not enough to justify
1: it. And then it destroyed the team afterwards.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I hate to say. Mike Trout.
1: Did you see Mike Trout's contract? It's funny. Like, $426 million for a player Yeah, that can't sustain itself unless they continue to raise the prices on the tickets, continue to raise the prices on the food and and everything at the ballpark and concessions, all that kind of stuff. And then they get these ridiculous TV deals, but a place like LA or New York is going to get TV deals where places like Cleveland, Kansas city are not going to get those deals. And they're not going to be time, able to keep up they're not able to keep up now and well, that, it's not on the Dolans that's on the markets I
2: I get that but every time I bring this up there's a couple people that are like oh my God I can't but if you're a small businessman your payroll is 30 percent of your business that's like a standard rule of thumb if they can afford to pay Mike trout 400 million and the other 25 players 10 million and on and on and on, how much money is out there for all the owners because they're not hurting? Well, they're not hurting. And but every I don't baseball player, every, okay, nobody gets New to New North North a North goddamn
1: North. baseball league, major league baseball, to lose money on their team. They're not in it just to win a world series, they're in it to make money. So, yeah. I don't want to turn this political it. again. It's with not you, with, political, you have an it's the owners should be paying more. No, the owners are entitled to no, make no, their no. money. No, they are entitled to make their money. Just like every other businessman. And you don't get into
2: major league baseball or the NFL
1: or the NBA to lose money or to break
2: even. Okay. But if they can make as much money as they want, then you can't blame Mike Trout for asking for his fair share. I'm not
1: blaming Mike Trout for their fair to make his money. I'm not blaming Mike Trout at all. What I'm saying is the markets can't handle that. If the owners want to continue to make money, And everything else, then these players are not going to those kind of contracts are not going to be able to continue. But I don't expect an owner to lose money or even break even on a team that they're trying to make money on. That's their job.
2: Yeah, I'm not asking them to go broke either. I'm just saying as the population grows and they get more money out of advertising, there's that much money in baseball.
1: Baseball players don't play the game for the love of the game. It's all for the money. Raise the prices. Nobody can afford to go now. I, I don't, don't necessarily really- agree with that. I think there's a lot of players out there that play for the game because they love doing it. I mean, <clears throat> but if you, the bonus is that you can make $426 million and then not have to work the rest of your life, I don't think that's a bad thing. Right. Not either. Uh, my son was playing catcher and got hit in the elbow with an aluminum bat. I wanted him to keep playing. His mother took him to the hospital. He blamed the batter, but he had his arm all the way out. I blame the batter too. Batter suck. A catcher. Um, betting on the ROI, but the ROI isn't there, so a cap needs to be made. Totally agree. There should be a cap. My contracts are going to go up. Jose Ramirez is a three hundred million dollar guy. He settled for one hundred and seventy million. Yeah, because he's in Cleveland. I mean, and thank yeah. God. Yeah, but. And other markets where the TV money is ridiculously more, then you'd make more. If these owners have so much money, let them build their own stadiums. I agree with that. That too. Amen to that. No kidding. Especially when I was a smoker. I was being told to pay for the stadium. Okay, yeah. I was a smoker and I drank. And I was paying for every freaking stadium around here. And I couldn't
2: smoke. or dr- I couldn't smoke inside of them. Right? And... You paid for the stadium, but if you got lung cancer, Major League Baseball is not going to pay for your treatment. That's not fair either.
1: Baseball is the least popular sport, and the players make the most money. That's just not right. I wouldn't say they're the least popular sport. I would put hockey as the least popular sport.
2: I don't and know. The NBA. Up there. They only play seventeen games a year.
1: And I think that the NBA is starting to wane in its fan base, only because of players like LeBron who get hurt when they go to dunk a ball and they put a halftime show with Burna boy out there. Um, you're, you're not going to see the the fan. You're going to see the fan base dwindle if the NBA doesn't start changing. And I'm a Cavaliers fan, but I think it's going to be a different story if they continue on the path that they're on. But again, I can't blame the owners. You know, baseball's, for the most part, a thriving sport. Yeah, I mean, they have their minors. They have a whole setup going. They have everything you know, set up right for them. And I think for the most part they do it the right way. I don't know, we'll take your comments and everything else. Uh, we do have to take another quick break, and then uh, we'll be right back. Hang on. Hey, it's Seth uh, for Smoking and Rock and Roll Food Trucks. You got to check them out, man. The food is just unbelievable. Mac and cheese is fantastic. The brisket, everything else is just to die for. You got to check out Smoking and Rock and Roll. 605 Clegg Parkway in Bay Village. You can give them a call, 216-539-2239, to book a food truck. Uh, you know, find out where they're going to be at. They're going to be all over the place. Coming, especially when the spring and summer hits. It's unbelievable food. They win awards all over the place. Run by my good friend uh, Billy Morris uh, and his friend Todd. They're good people, and they make great, great food. You got to check it out. Smoking and Rock and Roll. SmokingRockandRoll.com.
0: Arrantees and Signs has become your complete one-stop sign shop. Call Jimmy at 216-299-9344. Their friendly and professional staff can and will help you build your company brand and identity from start to finish. One-stop means you get a complete package from one location. Custom logo design, vehicle graphics, banners, t-shirts, storefront marquees, and so much more. Arrantees and Signs. 4883 Turney road
1: call us at 216-299-9344 hey it's up uh, for audio bay studios in bay village and now if you need a podcast done you got a band you got to record some stuff audio bay studios is the place to go train technicians uh, good management there i'm telling you audio bay studios has helped me out tremendously with my podcast you want to go there, Audio Bay Studios, 605 Clegg Parkway in Bay Village. It's right next to, or in the same building, I should say, as Smoke and Rock and Roll. Some of the best barbecue food trucks in town. The best barbecue food trucks in town. Tell me, you, you got to check out Audio Bay Studios. I know the guy, Chris Aiken. I know the guy, Billy Morris. They're good people. They take care of you. Audio Bay Studios, if you got a podcast that you want to start recording, Audio Bay Studios in Bay Village is the place to be. 605 Clegg Parkway. Give him a call. 216-713-0066. That's 216-713-0066. Right back here on the Seth Williams Show with Mike Justuck on the Socialist Radio Network. Um, baseball true. does do revenue sharing. And so they do split the pot in, in some way. Um now the Yankees TV deal compared to the Guardians TV deal is a yeah. ginormous difference. Uh the well, Yankees and again, are they guys like
2: 20 what? times the population too, you're right.
1: Yeah. The Yankees are pulling our second at 220 million dollars for their TV deal.
2: What's, What's the Guardians?
1: Uh anywhere from 50 to 60 million. Yeah. But so then they started whole revenue sharing so they should get close to 100 million, probably, or more in uh, TV and stuff. I love how people hate there's no strategy in baseball, but yet you tell managers you can't move your defense around. Yeah, moving the defense around and shifting, whether you like it or not, is a strategy in baseball. Yeah. Uh, the stuff that I don't like that they got rid of <clears> is when <throat> you're going at home and you can't charge through the, to the catcher, you can't mow the catcher down like you used to. Why not? Again, it's part of baseball. Um, because he wants to be here in Cleveland and stay here for his time in baseball. Yeah, I remember uh, Triv was talking about CC Sabathia back in the day. And I don't know. They, whatever. Um,
2: CC wanted to stay here.
1: But he was basically told, by baseball, you got to go.
2: By the players' union, yep.
1: Because it's you know, that's how they're going to end up making more money. Yep. And that's a shame. We've lost a lot of players because of that kind of stuff. Uh, Joe Burdick from Burdick Custom Flags texted in and said that uh, he played catcher. And catcher is the best position in baseball.
2: Totally disagree. Oh, I played catcher, too. I think it is because you can watch the whole game. Okay, one, your knees
1: hurt a lot because you're yeah. down there like that. Plus, you're involved in almost every play. I don't want to be like, no. I'd rather like right field where it's hit less.
2: Because what, can, where you can just dig a hole and stare at your spikes?
1: Yeah, I mean, that. yeah. I mean, at least you're making a lot. You're kind of just standing here watching stuff. The occasional fly ball comes out to you and you're happy. And
2: that's good. Well, then, then just yeah, Then just be the DH and you don't even have to go DH out. DH would be the ultimate. There you position. go. Just sit. That there would be walk.
1: my ideal position. Bingo. I could do that now, maybe even with one leg. Yeah. Burdick, uh, Joe Burdick from Burdick Custom Flags, still plays baseball. Um, old man baseball, he calls it. So yeah, uh, check out Burdick Custom Flags, good sponsor of the show. And if you see him playing baseball, or he's playing catcher. Yeah, give him a hard time, but yeah, I I could be DH now, right? With one leg, I could. Well, I can't run really fast down the line. Can I get, like, a ghost runner? Remember when you were a kid? Yeah, like a right. Run? I could do that. Because what I'll say is maybe Major League Baseball is discriminating against me because I have one leg. And so it's not fair to me that I have to run down the baseline. Somebody else should be able to do it. I should be able to hit the ball and somebody else run down the line. Because I want everything in life to be fair. Because that's the society that we live in now. Everybody no, has to be Fair. Everybody has to, you know, give up their own money. For, I love that. Work for a guardian's radio network station. So did Tony. Tony did not stay here. That guy, yeah, that guy took off. Yeah, yeah. Um, give us your thoughts, your comments. Uh, if you want to join the show, you can. Uh, we only got like fifteen minutes left in this thing. This night went quick. Yep.
2: Good ones do. What do you think of the uh, 162-game schedule? People have said that the baseball season, part of the reason why people lose interest is it's too long or they play too many games. What do you think? I don't like 162 games at all. I like it the way it is, too. I actually miss the old-fashioned real doubleheaders where they play two games in
1: one day. I, I like I liked 162 because it kind of takes me, like, this time of year sucks for sports. Although right. the XFL has been on over the weekend, which I kind of enjoyed watching uh, NFL, former NFL players or players that aren't good enough to be in the NFL play football. Uh, but the XFL kind of makes this time of year a little bit better. I can't watch. Again, the NBA All-Star game was a joke, but I'll watch some of the Cavaliers. But this time of year is a downtime after the Super Bowl, and I hate it. Uh, So I'm looking forward to baseball starting up, so actually there's something to watch on a regular basis at night. Right. I don't like day games, personally. Uh, Do you like them all at night? I like day games when I worked at the regular station because it meant I could go home early. Yeah. Uh, But I don't like day games. I I prefer night games and,
2: I don't know. I guess if I could go
1: to a day game, I guess it would be all right.
2: Yeah, the Thursday – Thursday day games every once in a while where everybody can just like uh, call in sick to work and go to the game or cool.
1: I read somewhere that given the Guardians attendance, uh, each person that attends needs to spend about 50 bucks to break even.
2: Well, that's and that's pretty much a given, because if you want a beer and you want a hot dog and you want to park, there's 50 bucks right there. I agree with Cassidy. That's not hard to do. At,
1: uh, yeah, but the Guardians aren't getting any part of the parking, so that's not anything. And then there's a lot of people like me that I'd rather, I wouldn't rather, but because of the expense of everything, it's probably easier to eat something before you go to the game or right. and then go. Uh, and again, it's nothing to do with, I mean, I like the food there and everything, but it is tough for a family of three or four. To go get everything that you want to get, whether it's pop, yeah. beer, hot dogs, right, peanuts, and, and everything that you want to get, and not spend drop a hundred bucks or more. Uh, day games when you work on afternoon talk show is the best days. It means I can go play golf that day. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Uh, we had plenty of those, and they were awfully fun. Uh, to just get out and listen to the game, I, that's one thing that I, I have to say. Like I, I do kind of do what Drew said: is I turn the volume down on the TV and listen to Hamilton. Like we have one of the best announcers in baseball here.
2: We do
3: in sports. We have, we do. Sports. And
1: I, there's going to be people that disagree with that, and there are people that have said that they don't necessarily care for Tom Hamilton. He gets too excited, even about uh, the opposing teams hits and plays, but I mean, that's what I want. I want a little bit of excitement.
2: Thank you. He is the home announcer, by the way. It's it, you watch when we're on network TV and they can't pronounce a couple of the names, right? They get the statistics wrong. They try to talk about being here in Cleveland and they don't know, you know, they're asking a hole in the ground. Uh, yeah. You, you beg to have hammy back on the radio.
1: That's every person, every kid, every spouse, etc. cetera. Uh, so minimum 200 for a family of four every time they go. Yeah, I mean, these owners aren't making, I think, what you think that they're making when it comes right down to it. They have a lot of overhead, and there's a lot of, whether it's the players, all the staff at the ballparks, all the renovations, all that kind of stuff is definitely, it's not easy being an owner of a major league baseball team, football team, or baseball or basketball team. Eight bucks a beer, hell no, I will buy my case and stay at home and listen to Hammy on the radio. (laughs) Yeah. Uh the Guardians yeah. actually let you bring in food, I understand, to some extent. I thought I read that too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which, you know, there's money out of their pocket. I think they have a dog day too. But anyway. I do too. Um Tom Hamilton, Jim Donovan, Tim Alcorn, all great on radio. Joe Tate was the best radio guy I ever called. The hardest sport to call on radio and did it flawless. I agree. Joe he Tate was amazing. the
2: man. He was amazing. Um
1: Tom Hamilton, I think, is fantastic. I think he's the best in the business. Jim Donovan? Uh, I'm not saying he's bad. I don't
2: know. Well, we've, had a, we've had a rich tradition of Browns announcers, too. Jim Grainer, Gib Shanley. There have been some great uh, voices calling the Browns game, too. So Jim would be one of them. I don't want to
1: burn bridges or anything like that because I haven't met Jim Donovan. I, I know of him. Yeah. I think he came to my high school once when I was a kid. I don't – do you think he's one of the best in football? Run, William, run? No. I... But I don't know a whole lot of other announcers in football. I'm just going to be honest. It's not like I,
2: I uh, like John said, Madden. Madden was uh, cool. I'm
1: not going to sit and listen to Troy Aikman all day, that's for sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, Pat Summerall, Jim Madden, those, those guys were good too.
1: Tim Alcorn, I liked Tim Alcorn. Yep. Joe Tate was the best. You're never going to replace a Joe Tate. Yeah. There are certain people who are just never going to re- replace. Yeah. And Joe Tate is just one of them. I think Tim Alcorn has a great voice. I, did, I think he does a great job of calling those games. I mean, I don't, I don't know who he could get to could be a hell of a lot better. Who's the other guy that was doing? Jim Michael, was that him? Who's doing yes. the Cavaliers yeah. games? Yeah, doing TV. And he was doing the radio before Tim Alcorn took over. Correct. Yeah. And then uh, Fred McLeod and everything. I mean, but yeah, I like Jim Michael. I've met him a couple of times. He was a nice guy, but I think Tim Alcorn does a great job on the radio. You could weigh in if you'd like on who your favorite announcers are or have been in Cleveland. Kim Shanley was fantastic.
2: Ken Coleman was good.
1: Have a good night, Joe. Joe Tate was fantastic. Uh, Score and Hegan were great. Yes, I agree. Some of that stuff back in the day, man. Of uh, listening to like the old clips of Herb Score and Hegan, and man, there's some really funny stuff that they did back on the uh, on the broadcast. A lot of people saying Hegan. Yep. Joe Buck and Vince Scully are the best. No question to it. Joe Vince Buck Scully. hates Cleveland.
2: I I lived in L.A. for a while. Vince Scully had a was he was Dodger baseball, period.
1: But Joe Buck is not really a Cleveland guy. Every time I listen no. to Joe Buck call no. a game, he downs on his town like you know. Yeah, and I I don't like to hear him. I don't want to hear the. Oh, Jack, not Joe. Joe. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it's Dad. I misread that.
3: Sorry. I yeah, apologize. His dad was good.
1: Apologize. I don't know. Jack Buck, was Jack Buck good? Is he old? I don't yes. Remember. <laughs> so maybe I didn't hear him. But Joe sucks. I'll just say that.
2: Al Michaels was good. Al Michaels was good.
1: I liked Al. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else that I really like. This, uh,
2: I don't know. Bob Euchre. Oh, yeah. Major League was fantastic. Yeah. And he's still doing, was still doing Brewers games not that long ago, right? Yeah. He is their local guy.
1: Uh, this was a great show. Always enjoy. Have a great night, guys. See you on Wednesday. Good all night, good, Natalie. Good night, Natalie. <laughs> we appreciate you listening. Yep. Remember Jack Corrigan on 43 Touch of All Time? I do remember that. Oh, wow. What year was that?
2: Metropolitan forty three. Do you remember? No, I didn't live in Cleveland for a long time. I I was gone from seventy three to ninety five. But I got. I'll tell you a true story. All right. Um. It was in the eighties when the Cavs were in the playoffs, and it was a rainy, stormy day in Los Angeles, and I am on Interstate five somewhere between uh, Santa Ana and Los Angeles. And I pulled and got, traffic was slow. And I went underneath an overpass where like five or six bridges were over my head. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Joe Tate and the broadcast of the Cavaliers game came on. Now it was an eight o'clock East Coast evening playoff game. It was five o'clock rush hour in Los Angeles. I got off at the next exit. I doubled back onto the highway. I pulled under the overpass again and put my safety blinkers on and uh, my emergency flashers. And for almost two hours, I pretended I had car trouble and I listened to Joe Tate call a Cavaliers playoff game. That's one of the most amazing memories I have of living in California was hearing Joe Tate and the Cavs being in the playoffs.
1: That's nice. That's
2: awesome. And it was all because of the weather and the fact that the earth is a dome, so the radio stuff does that. Bruce
1: Drennan on 43. I liked Bruce Drennan as a person, to be honest with you. I liked him, and uh, he was actually very nice to me. Now, I know that him and Triv a lot of – Talking back and forth at times, and Trev likes to big <laughs> photo. But he was a very nice guy when we actually finally met, and I think there was a it's mutual a- respect there. To be honest, uh, it says yeah. here Horrigan was in the booth for the Cleveland Indians from '83 to 2001. Wow, I remember being on that long? Yeah. yeah, to be honest. But then he went on to the Rockies. Maybe that's what he meant. What does mean? one other? I don't know when he went to the Rockies. Um.
2: I you in order if you really want to appreciate the Cleveland announcers, get on serious radio during baseball, football, basketball season, and listen to the calls of other teams on other stations. And oh, yeah. we got a lot to be thankful for here because you know there's some announcers in some other major league cities. I don't care if they're ex players, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but they suck.
3: Oh, yeah. Al
1: Michaels was the only guy to win News Emmy as a baseball
2: announcer. 1989 quake game. Oh, wow. Forgot about that. I can see that.
1: All right, we're going to wrap things up in just a minute. Let's take a quick break. All right, and then um, we'll take your final comments, and then we'll tell you about what's coming up on
0: Wednesday's show. Looking forward to it. Hang on. What separates Triv's restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? some restaurants you go to to eat the same thing over and over and over but then there are restaurants like triv's where you want to go there every single time and eat something different until you have eaten every single item on the menu why because the food's delicious and it has been for almost a quarter of a century triv's has amazing food outstanding service and an opportunity for you to have private dining special events and intimate occasions you can enjoy a memorable fine dining experience in your own dedicated intimate space visit trivs in the heart of strongsville call now for reservations 440-238-8830 trivs in strongsville Joe Burdick custom flags are amazing. Each flag is handcrafted to reflect the imperfect perfection, making each piece of patriotic wall art unique. This is a local small business, veteran-owned and proud. Joe Burdick creates symbolic artwork that is built to last. Display your spirit, pride, and patriotism by calling 440 305 2065 and let Joe's Flags serve you. 440 305 2065 Joe Burdick Flags. Let me introduce you to Charlie's Auto Repair. Any car, any truck, any problem, Charlie's does it right. You know how it is, the check your engine light comes on, you put air in the tires and the light is still on. That's Charlie's Auto Repair, 13728 Madison in Lakewood. Charlie can do it all, from small engine repair to fleet maintenance and system diagnostics. Winter is here, so call Charlie's Auto Repair for snow plowing needs. 216-470-0170 Charlie's Auto Repair. Let Charlie make your car great once again.
1: Sorry about that. I had to uh, take a break because I was choking to death and I had to cough. <laughs> uh, so apologize. Didn't want to do that while we were talking. Um, wrapping things up. Big show on Wednesday. First, I want to thank Peter Nab for coming on tonight. Uh, go to GoFundMe. GoFundMe, and the link is Rolling with Cleveland and the 162 challenge rolling with cleveland the 162 challenge on gofundme check it out Um he's trying to get to all 162 games and he's a good kid so we want to support him so check out rolling with cleveland the 162 challenge on gofundme donate if you can and uh looking forward to that looking forward to hearing his progress and see if he gets all the games uh, so thank you, Peter, for joining us. Thank you for all your comments tonight. On Wednesday, that big show, full show, Tony Masashi will be live from another great place, our restaurant reporter. Always a good time talking to him. Mario from Mario's Barbershop is going to join us. He's got an event coming up that he wants to talk about. And then we're hoping to hear from Curtis Danberg from the Guardians. Well, I was texting with him today. Hopefully he'll be on on Wednesday. Uh, some final thoughts here. Great show, guys. Have a great night. Thank you, William. Thanks, William. John, thank you. Gunner, another great show. Thank you, my friend. Uh, Sandy, good show, gentlemen. Good night from Grand Rapids. Be safe up there. Hopefully you're not getting drilled with snow. Yeah. But Missed you, Sandy, over the weekend for breakfast. Seth, saw some YouTube videos of you. Tell you Wednesday. All right. All right. Hey, those last ones, thoughts, uh, man. What do you think? You got a good nervous.
2: feeling about the Guardians this year? I do. I do, too.
1: I do. But I don't want to say that because then I'll jinx the team and they'll end up winning. Nah. I, so I, I feel know. it. Plus,
2: well, what, honestly, it's six degrees in the middle of February. I can't wait for You know, spring and summer to get here.
1: With Frank Kona and Antonetti and Chernoff and all those guys in charge over there, Bobby D, Curtis yep. Danberg, with all those guys in charge over there, I think it's a good front office, and I, I think this team is going to be okay. They, they seem to have a way of setting themselves up to win at this point.
2: Well said. Uh, um, and we got a pretty deep farm system. Some of those guys I was looking at in the minors, uh, it's just a matter of time before they get here. How about a yes or no? Do you think that uh, Josh Naylor's brother, do you think Bo makes it up at the end of spring training, or are they going to keep him in AAA for a while?
1: Naylor? I yeah, don't even know Bo her. Naylor. I don't even know her. Um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> um more on Wednesday. Have yourself a great night. Thanks, Mike. Good night, Seth. Good night. See you later.